0: All right, Justin, A through Z. P. Boy, were there some problems at the Golden Globes. Lots of controversy. Lots of bad jokes. Lots of, I mean, honestly, it's the fucking golden globes.
1: Like who cares?
0: Like, I don't know why everybody's throwing a fit. It's golden globes. Really? I'm
1: well, I saw absolutely none of it. So this is all news to me.
0: Wait, really? You do like legit. Don't know the controversy behind the golden globes.
1: No, I I have zero clue. I I forgot to even look up. Like the winners and some of the results and stuff other than what Heather posted. Oh, this and this
0: wasn't even results. This was just openly open monologue, like the opening monologue jokes. Oh, so uh, Joe Coy, uh, a comedian, was tapped to at least do the monologue. Originally, they were going to do like the host list rewards. That's kind of where they're leaning now. But they still want somebody to come in and do a monologue or an opening, you know, type of thing. And he comes in and he's like, uh, one of his jokes was, you know, the NFL and the Golden, or this came on after an NFL game. And unlike the NFL, though, we're not going to cut to Taylor Swift every five minutes without a reason or something like that is what he said. So then, of course, it cuts to Taylor Swift. And she just doesn't laugh and takes a sip of wine. And everybody's like, see, it's a terrible joke. And it was a terrible joke. Like, let's just be real. It's, yeah. a, it's just a bad joke. I don't think it's particularly offensive. It's just bad.
1: Yeah, it's like, just not great. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit at yeah, this point. It's, it's low-hanging fruit and also just
0: two months old. Like, you know what I mean? It's not even topical. It's just old and low-hanging and lazy. It's just bad. And then another joke he did was like, you know, you had Oppenheimer came out or Oppenheimer and Barbie came out on the same day. And Oppenheimer's based on a, on like a 700 and something page book and all this other stuff. And Barbie's based on plastic boobies. Yep. That was his joke. That okay. to me is the one that is not only a bad joke, but also atopically bad, bad for the room. Also like, come, on, you're not going to say that in a Hollywood event, you know, when the movie is up for like best comedic movie, she's Greta Gerwig's up for best director, you know, Margot Robbie's up for best uh, actress in a comedic role uh Ryan Gosling's up for you know I think best supporting or best actor for, in a role a comedic role it's got two or no it's got it had three songs nominated for or for a golden globe you know what i mean like when they're like yeah just plastic boobies and that's like i think it literally what he said like that's a quote like it's fucking terrible it's dumb and it's it, once again, it's lazy.
1: Yeah. I was about to say, it just doesn't seem like a lot of effort was put into this <laughs> just from what I'm hearing.
0: And then you have the, the side, the sad side side effect of it being that you had Lily Gladstone win for best actress in a dramatic role being the first indigenous woman to win an Academy award or I mean to win a golden globe and no one's talking about it because they're just talking about Joe Coy making terrible shitty jokes.
1: Wow. Well, that's upsetting. Yeah.
0: So like, once again, it's the golden globes, just golden gloving, just showing why they really don't have any relevance.
1: Well, hopefully uh, the Academy, hopefully she'll win at the Academy and they'll do a better job with that. Really hoping that she takes the Academy Award for it. Yeah. And also
0: it's good, too, that John Wayne's dead because if she won and gave him a speech, he'd probably want to punch her because that's right up (laughs) there with what John Wayne does. Pretty much. An indigenous person speaks, therefore he wants to punch them. So yeah, that's the fun of the Golden Globes. And it sucks too. Cause you had some like, like funny presentations and you had some funny, like Issa Rae and, uh, oh fuck. The guy that played Shang-Chi, his name just literally escaped my head. Uh, mm. Simu Liu. Mm. Uh, they presented an award and they were fucking funny together. Uh, Kieran Culkin who was in succession, he won and he's like giving a speech and like all this stuff. And then in the middle of it, he says, suck it, Pedro to Pedro Pascal. Cause he won and Pedro didn't. And it was, you know, it's just a little, you know, funny joke thing. And like, and it pans to like Pedro and he's laughing. Then he goes, makes like a sad face, like a, like a really shitty sad face, you know, like you know, had some fun moments in it. Cause the one thing I'll give the golden globes is they're allowed to drink at the golden globes. Like they actually serve them alcohol while they do it. And so, like, yeah, you have the potential for some just crazy little shenanigans that can be fun. But no one's talking about that shit because of all the dumb, bad shit.
1: So. So what you're telling me is I didn't miss much.
0: No. (laughs) And the sad thing is, is nobody... It, it, it's been like a big deal on TikTok, especially. But the sad thing is, is like most of the people that are mad about it, and I'm not mad about it. I just think it's on par for how terrible the Golden Globes are. No one watched it. It's just, you know what I mean. Like the 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 clips got cut, and they're just playing those. None of the fucking people that are outraged actually watch the Golden Globes because no one cares. Wow. I mean, come on. Come on, Golden Globes. You do not, you do not schedule your fucking award show for the exact same time as the last regular season game of the NFL. You're fucking dumb. You know, when you schedule it the week before the Super Bowl, you know, that bye week where they have the Pro Bowl. Because as much as everybody loves the NFL, no one watches the Pro Bowl you might as well put it on that night. like Yeah,
1: true, true.
0: Or the week after the Super Bowl. Don't fucking target the last night of the regular season. Now, while the game was slightly less meaningful, because since the Titans beat the Jags, the Bills were in the playoffs. It was no longer a do-or-die game for the Bills. But you did get that weirdly dramatic story of technically at 1155 AM central standard time, the bills had a shot of either being out of the playoffs, seven seed or second seed. Like they had like, or like, you know what I mean? It was like, or it was, I'm sorry. It was out seven, six or second. You know what I mean? It was just this wild range of what they could be. So, like, at 11.55 a.m., they could have still not made the playoffs that day. All of that to where they had to win one game, and they were now the second seed, the second-best team in the AFC. When they also could have been out of it earlier that day. Like, so while the game didn't mean as much to where, like, they had to win to be in, Their position dramatically changed. They went from having to play, which weirdly enough, they would have, I think, had to either play Miami or the Chiefs. They would have had to play Miami in Miami, or they would have had to play the Chiefs. Or they get to host the Steelers. Like, come on. Like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that is. On top of just the division rival storyline, you know, the, the the Dolphins had been eliminated by the Bills several times. So you kind of have this history of them losing to the Bills and trying to get over that hump. And the Dolphins had the really good offense this year, but at the same time, they were riddled with injuries. So, you know, you even had some storylines like that, and then whoever won was going to win that division. So you still... So even though, yeah, it wasn't like a playoff spot, it still felt like there was quite a bit on the line for both teams. Um, and then they got that primetime time slot and it being the last game of the season. So there were just a lot of fun storylines with that coming in. And then the Bills just had made this incredible run. And then, you know, it felt like Miami was kind of hanging on and trying to, Change the narrative about them and what happens against good teams. So, I, I mean, it, it felt like it—it it was the last. It was right to have that as the last game we saw that day. It, it felt like there was still a lot of stakes, for sure. Exactly, you know, and especially when the Golden Globe
0: schedule, they had no idea what was going to happen, and knowing that the NFL can flex any fucking matchup they want into that slot. Or, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, NBC can. They could have flexed anything into that slot. Two weeks beforehand. Well, after the Golden Globes had already scheduled that date. You know what I mean? Like, that is the stupidest thing ever. Now, I get their logic behind it. I guarantee is there's not a lot of overlap in the audience's. Part of that to me is because you don't give them a choice. You know what I mean? I might have watched the Golden Globes if nothing else was on that night. Good football game was, though. So I watched that. Like, come on. Like... So, yeah, it's just, it's dumb on their part on top of it's dumb decision after dumb decision. Once again, another reason why I'm like the golden globes are completely irrelevant. Like just what are they doing? Um, I don't know. I should have asked beforehand if you also knew of any other news. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how much news it is, but something that I saw recently that I thought was surprising, the Wonka movie apparently is still, has been the number one movie for a matter of weeks. Like it lost number one, then it, to some movie that came out, I remember, but then it regained the number one spot. And All the way coming out of the new year, it was still the number one movie. So, Wonka's having a pretty good run, man. Like, it's just kind of been under the radar, the number one movie for a number of weeks. So, um, I thought that was interesting when I read that.
0: So, I'm looking at it now. It was Wonka this last weekend. It was... That is completely... Okay, this is... Box Office Mojo has this very, very dumb. The way they broke all this down. So, yeah, it was Wonka... And then if I go to this, Wonka, Wonka. So Christmas weekend, it lost out to Aquaman. That's what it was. So for one weekend, it lost. But it was Wonka, then Aquaman, then Wonka, then Wonka again. How much money has Wonka made?
1: Which which I just thought was crazy. And I was like... Wow, really? It 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 wasn't number one and then it gained number one and then it made me go, man, is Aquaman that bad that everybody just saw it once and went never again? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh oh yeah. I mean Wonka's made
0: four hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide. Domestically it really hadn't made shit. But, I mean, worldwide, it's made a good amount. I mean, it's only made 166 in, in in the U.S., which isn't great. It's also not the worst. But, I mean, yeah, that damn near half a billion for a little fucking yeah. movie that no one was asking for. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not even trying to knock the movie. I know I wasn't a fan of it, but I'm just saying no one was asking for this movie. And for it just to come in and kind of do what it's
1: doing is, I mean, it's respectable. Yeah, and I know on the podcast, I was on the other side of that. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. And I don't know. I guess apparently people... Well, people seem to be watching it. The so.
0: world has sided with you
1: <laughs> I, I
0: guess u s box office would not make this movie successful about a hundred and twenty five million dollar budget. so it's one sixty six in the United States is not good, but that three hundred million worldwide is you know so.
1: Which is kind of a surprise in and of itself, too. I didn't know that Wonka has such an appeal over there. I mean, I just, that that wasn't anything I knew or expected to see either. So, just I just thought that was interesting. I just thought that because it is very rare for a film to be at number one, lose the slot just because of how gradually films lose steam, especially the past few years, like, you know, after COVID and everything, man, movies just have a huge drop off after their opening weekend for a lot of them, except for like, you know, those movies that really nailed it at the box office, like Mario Oppenheimer, Barbie, stuff like that. But a lot, but most movies have that huge drop off. So that was just surprising when I saw that. And especially the holiday season, you know, it wasn't like nothing was coming out during the holiday season. You know, you had the Aquaman movie you had and there were all these other Christmas releases and stuff like that. So there were movies that easily could have or uh, you could even argue should have taken that spot and didn't. You know, it sort of emerged still and regained the number one spot. So it's kind of amazing it was able to do that. Movies cleaning up in Europe. Cleaning up in Europe. Okay, so that's where,
0: okay. Over yeah. half it's worldwide is in Europe alone. That makes a lot of sense, though. Um, I mean, it's doing respectable in Asia. I mean, China's. Do, I mean, he got seven million in China, it, but to me, what's crazy? He got two million, two and a half million in Hong Kong alone.
1: Hmm.
0: You know. But, I mean, Mexico got $23 mil in Mexico. That's not bad. But, well, I mean, the gangbusters. It's the uh, England, United Kingdom. 67 and a half million in the United Kingdom alone. Hmm. Yeah. And then also weirdly enough too, France and Germany loving this movie too. And Italy, all your big European countries are going out and seeing this movie. So, which weirdly enough to me, I was surprised. I'm surprised it's not bigger in Belgium. It's only got 5.9 million in Belgium. They love hmm. themselves some chocolate there.
1: They got their own Yeah, chocolate. they do. Yeah, they do like chocolate. They be on that chocolate. And it did not
0: come out uh, it did not come out in Switzerland. Which is surprising to me cuz you know, they got their own chocolate. But no, yeah, I mean that's a good point though. I mean the world's seeing it though. So I I mean you put you put, you know, 125 million into a movie. You get half a billion back. That's good.
1: So yeah. I mean like I said, I don't really know what that means other than I guess there's still a market for Willy Wonka. <laughs> I mean, I guess
0: to me it means that, we're probably going to get the Timothy Chalamet version of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and we're probably yeah. going to get the Timothy Chalamet version of Willy Wonka in the Great Glass Elevator.
1: Yeah, we'll just do a Wonka verse and have, you know, got to have a Oompa Loompa, <laughs> just just a and... Hugh
0: Grant's nightmare.
1: <laughs> yep. The Wonkaverse. Actually, if it.
0: they did the other movies, then, you know, then they don't need Hugh Grant because he was the solo Oompa Loompa. He was just the oomp in this movie.
1: Yeah. Now you could do a multiverse one where the Johnny Depp Wonka meets the Shalomay Manka. and they go on an adventure, do some stuff.
0: And then they do that horribly morbid thing of the. CGI AI created Gene Wilder's in it.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, please. No, don't do it.
0: He's like he's like the Wonka boss.
1: Why can't they just go into a store and both together watch the the pure imagination song from the first Wonka film? And they're just like, oh, that's how you do it. That's badass, you know, and they both could just be looking at it like. Okay, that's fucking tight. That's what I both want them to say. Both of them. (laughs) Both want us to go, that's pretty fucking tight. And then they just walk out of the store and that's it. That
0: is one of my favorite scenes in the original though. That right there is just a beautifully well shot scene of cinema right there.
1: Yeah. That's how you do it. You, You would need to do it that way. And it's real. Like it was real edible shit.
0: Really? Yeah. 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 Fucking crazy. And then it goes, I love, and I love the juxtaposition in that movie too. It goes from that scene to also like a immensely traumatizing scene of when they're going through the tunnel. And it's the yeah. whole, no one knows which way you're going. It's all the like fucked up imagery and, you get to see a chicken get its head cut off and all that crazy ass shit and i just love the juxtaposition of it all that movie's good like the original except and i think most people that are fans of the original agree no one likes the song that the mom sings in the original when she's like i just wash clothes and i hope charlie gets what he wants Or whatever that song was. No one cares about that. Anytime I've ever watched it since then and I have control over it, I skip that scene. I'm like, and next. (laughs) damn. It's just boring. There's like, the the movie's so whimsical and then you've got that scene of just anti-whimsy. Like, especially when you're a kid. Nobody wants to hear about the woes and trials and tribulations of being an adult. Wants that shit. Give me candy or give me nothing. Candy and kid murder, I should say. That's what I always loved as a kid about this movie. Candy and kid murder. That kind of explains a lot about me, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about before this movie? I mean, I...
1: I, well, I just don't want to. Child murders, I mean, then surely you love this movie we're about to talk about next. You would surely you, loved so. it.
0: surely you loved it. But unfortunately, I'm like most people that saw this movie. There's nothing to like. Not a damn thing. I I I, I know we're we're about to talk about it, but I'm like, I don't know if I can think of a single positive thing to say. And if I was going based on what your third grade teacher used to tell you, I would not be saying another word until we did the outro.
1: <laughs> Can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all.
0: Justin, I've got I've got nothing but nice n- like unnice things to say.
1: Oh, come on, Sterling, surely. Surely there's something. Surely there's a compliment.
0: Can you look me in the eyes over the internet right now and verbally look into the eyes of all the cine fans out there listening to this and tell me you have nice things to say about this movie?
1: Hit that music. you all right are you ready yeah.
0: Come on. cinema slayers hey cinema fans and welcome back to another episode of the cinema slayers podcast i'm sterling and as always i'm joined by jastin unfortunately heather couldn't be with us tonight and well is it unfortunate for her no i think she lucked the fuck out
1: now, yeah, I was about to say, she looked out. Well, she did <laughs>
0: see the movie, though. So she she's not completely lucky. She still watched it. She just gets That's to true. forget this movie exists two hours before we do.
1: Yeah, so maybe she's unlucky. She watched it, but she doesn't really get to express in full detail. She did send us some stuff, but she doesn't get to express in full detail and really just get this one off her chest, you know. Yeah, but she just gets to go sure to sleep and forget about it, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. That might be better. That might be a better deal. You know, <laughs> like I actually
0: have to actively think about this movie for the rest of this episode.
1: I think that that's worse. But I feel like whenever you experience something that's traumatic like this because of how bland it is, it's nice to at least get it off your chest. You know what I mean? To get it off. You know, so before we get it the can catharsis. cause any more, yeah, we get the, we get to uh, really, we we get to really assist with our mental health so that this doesn't cause any further damage. Yeah, she 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 runs the risk of maybe part of it
0: getting bottled up inside her. Exactly. Uh, see, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, fuck. I just remembered I was in the middle of the intro. Uh, we were going to talk about what we liked and didn't like and everything in between with the movie Night Swim. Uh, we will go spoiler free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description to allow you to jump around if you so require. And with all that, I don't know, since it's just you and me, Chast, I'll start this off. You know, fuck, this movie sucks. <laughs> it's It's not even a fuck this movie. It just sucks. Like there are scenes that happen in the daylight and all this the shit, but it is the weirdly the most dim and uninspired fucking movie I've like I've seen it so long. Like I was I was craving the nun too after I watched this, because you know say what you will about the nun too, and we said a lot, a lot. It tried. At the time, I didn't think it did. Then I saw this, and I'm like, the Nun tried at least. Like, the Nun 2 tried. It failed just at every fucking corner, but it tried. They did not even try. I guess, you know, the the good thing for them is you can't fail when you don't try. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) It's just... It is the just one of the single most unimaginative movies I've ever fucking seen. Like, did it not feel like a weirdly adult try at a at like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode?
1: Huh. It's funny that you mentioned that, but yeah, you can loop that in with all the other damn movies that this just took ideas from and reminded me of, but. Vastly superior ones But yes I'm actually
0: curious about the list of movies That you're like this movie stole from Because to me I'm also just thinking Did this steal anything? Because I I don't know This movie was so uninteresting to me That like I know my job while watching these movies To do these episodes Is to stay awake I am so fucking pissed I did not fall asleep like I am mad that I stayed awake for the entirety of the runtime of this movie cuz it did but not it, deserve it
1: but it was hard to stay awake and it was a, and it was 138 you know it was barely it was just a little over 90 minutes it's and still I was struggling I was like god man is anything happening that is going to be interesting and it never did Ever. Yeah. And
0: that's the sad thing about it too. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Justin. It sits at a crisp 98 minutes. That is one of my sweet spots of runtimes. I've talked about how if your movie is like has a dumb premise. Do this. Because your movie will be so short and your pacing will be so brisk. I won't have time to think about how your movie is stupid. And this movie went, I'm going to make you think I'm stupid from the very first scene. And you will never forget it during any subsequent scene of this movie. Like that opening scene. I don't give a fuck if we're not in spoilers or not. It's the opening scene of the movie. Just that little girl going, oh, I hear this boat outside. It's my brother's boat. Let me go in the middle of the night to get this boat that's in the pool. Motherfucker, it's in the pool. Just get it the next day. Where is, is it it's a toy? It's a toy boat. Where the fuck is it gonna go? Like it, it can't run away. Just just wait.
1: <laughs> you know you know what makes it worse though? Is when you find out that that it was part of a conspiracy. It was the plan. (laughs) You just had the plan
0: that you raised your daughter to do something (laughs) stupid. I didn't think of it like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To planet phone, I'm gonna raise her to have the personality to wear. She will immediately want to go out there and get the boat instead of waiting until morning. Oh god, this movie! Oh, I mean, this movie, the whole premise of this movie
0: hinges on kids doing things that their parents should have taught them not to do the entire movie. Every single plot point in this movie hinges
1: on that. Oh man. That that's the most enjoyment I've gotten out of this movie. It's just right now. What did you, and it's not even, and the movie's over. Like it's just this, that is the most, that is the most la- laughter I've gotten out of anything that had to do with it, with any of this
0: movie. <laughs> how, how, how many days ago did you watch this movie? <laughs> Two. It, yeah. I, it's the same thing and it took me four. I've just been sitting on so many days of thinking, fuck, we have to record this
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, man.
0: I almost was like, I almost wanted to message you and just be like, guys, can we just like, can I just re-record the intro for Godzilla and just make it an episode so we don't have to talk about it? I was just like, fuck, this is so bad. Like, so yeah, that's the first, I don't know, two minutes of this movie and it just never gets any better. There is legitimately not a single scary scene in this movie. Some of the worst ghost CGI I've ever fucking seen. Ever. Uh. At a certain point, do you not go, huh, this looks shitty. Let's just have the ghost stay underwater. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just try and they tried so hard to create some lore, but they did it in the laziest way possible. Like, cause they're like, Oh, we're going to create this lore and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be all this lore and history to this swimming pool. And then it was, it wasn't actually lore. It was just like, you know, it, it's a spring, but you know, springs are wishing wells. That's your story. That. Yes. Oh, you know, wishing wells, you got to pay the price. And so it becomes like they were trying to do this weird, like, Grimm's fairy tale with it of like, oh, the real history of wishing wells is the death of children, not pennies. Okay. (laughs) Like, that is the, the story of your movie. And also... I don't think Wyatt Russell is a bad actor. But I will argue he did not act a single time in this movie. (laughs) That man just stood there with a stoic face the entirety of the movie. He did nothing, he barely read lines. He just said some words. And then there was the kids. I didn't have any problems with the daughter. That son actor was kind of annoying to me.
1: Yeah, he was. The daughter was all right. The son, not so much. And it's because the daughter acted like a real teenager. Yeah, that's why. That was the difference.
0: And... The son acted like a plot device. Like the writers of this movie wrote that character as just a plot point. They put zero effort into the son's character. And then the mom and she's a good actress too. I've seen her in a few movies that I really liked her in. And in this movie, they just went, Hey mom, you're just going to react to everything and not actively do a damn thing until like maybe the last six minutes of the movie. Yeah. You you were good. (laughs) They put the second least amount of development into her. She did nothing. She just reacted constantly. Like, and that's what this movie is. This movie is just things happening and people reacting constantly. They put no thought into the causation of what's happening. They just went, now nah, we'll have people react. And
1: that's it.
0: And somehow, they turn in a movie under 100 minutes, including credits. And this movie felt Longer. Than killers of the flower moon.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> I mean, if there was a word that was like anti-pacing, like that's what this movie is. Like, whatever, like a college course or at at a film school like, hey, this is like intro to pacing or something like that. The very first day of the the the. The class, they need to show this movie and go do the exact opposite of everything this movie did when it comes to pacing. And you will actually do just a pacing. Maybe not even a good pacing. You'll just at least do some pacing if you do the exact opposite. Because, I mean, this is one of those movies. And I don't remember which other movie we criticized for doing the same thing recently where the first two acts take up about 90% of this movie. And then that final act is like, hey, shit happens and wrap it up go. Like, there's a reason why the three act structure works. I know that you can, you can break the three act structure. I've seen movies and, 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 and media that, do a five act structure or even a four act structure. You can do that. But there's a reason why just in general, a three act structure works. And there's also a reason why you can tell when a movie does a three act structure and they fail at it because it's that much more obvious because 90% of everything you consume is a three act structure. And this does three acts and it fails. It's like they were trying to do a five act and they blended acts one and two and three and four together, which makes it a poorly placed or poorly paced three act movie. Because the third act is the length of what would be a fifth act. That quick. It's just inconceivable that this was produced by Blumhouse and James Wan I used to think that you could at least respect something they did when they produced it they put their names on this and don't get me wrong I don't like everything that Blumhouse does and everything that that you know that James Wan does but how do you have those people and you get this low quality of an effort. I mean, these are the people that have created stuff that's iconic. I mean, I know I don't like them, but you guys like the Conjuring movies? Like at least the first two Conjurings, you know? James Bond created the Conjuring-verse. Blumhouse... Produced the fucking three Jordan Peele movies. You know, I I know technically James Wan produced The Nun 2, but. Like I said, The Nun 2 tried.
1: This doesn't. What else do you got to say? What do you got to say? Well, the only thing I'll add to that is I think you're absolutely right about that. And I think part of the reason why I felt like it didn't really try is just because I remember in in Thanksgiving, I spent a lot of time talking about how I liked that movie because it did a bunch of the little things right. You know, the basic story structure and it didn't make a lot of silly mistakes with its story. Well, this movie, being that we're on saying the exact opposite, this movie did the exact opposite, where it just felt like in every act, the first act, the second act, no matter how you break it up, you can break it up into 10 acts if you want to. but it makes all the mistakes. It just every it just makes every mistake. When it tries to build tension, it fails at that because it's making the wrong moves. When it tries to do the story, it, it fails at that because it's making the wrong moves. When it tries to be serious, it fails at that because with this kind of premise, I think that th- it tried to be too serious. So none of those serious moments landed, like with the father and the baseball and all of that. Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, and, and it almost felt like they ran out of ideas, so, like I said, then they just started pulling ideas from other things like, hey, we're out of ideas. So what's an idea for something else that worked? And essentially, they just copy and paste it. A typical cliche ass, like haunted house movie and just pasted it over to a pool and thought that they had a movie. But. A lot of the same shit happens. You got the same kind of characters. You got the same kind of, you know, and 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 really over that is like this thin layer of something that they thought was story and differences and creative design and creative storytelling. But it's just paper thin, Like, it's almost like a piece of paper submerged in water. You, you, the moment you touch it, you just go right through it. And then you realize you are watching the same shit, except it's a pool. And it's just nowhere near as effective. So, yeah. And it wouldn't even like,
0: you know, I was hoping that this movie would maybe dip into the silly. Like, it's a swimming pool killing people.
1: Yeah, it should have. It should have been more fun than this. Get get silly with it. Exactly. Like, and lean
0: into that. Make it a fucking weird fucking movie. Like, have when they're having a pool party, just have all of a sudden people getting massacred in the pool. (laughs) Like, just all of a sudden people are just getting tore up in the pool. And it's just one of those weird things where people can't escape it because it's a pool. Like, you know what I mean? And like, people keep going to it. It's just like a weird fucking thing. Like, almost make it like a siren of ways. Like, you know, it just has a way of still luring people to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could do weird things with it. Like, if you're away from the pool too long after you've been exposed to it, you forget that it's a murder pool. And then you're just like, oh, hey, let's go swimming again. Like it ate your sister yesterday and the next, the next day you're just like, Oh, let's go swimming again. And you can just do that dumb thing that movies do every once in a while, where it just doesn't work on one character. Like one character's not tempted by it. And one character remembers, you know, it can be like the kid or you can have it be one of the parents and the parent be like never getting in the pool or never fully getting in the pool. And that's why it doesn't work on them as well, because like, they had something traumatizing happen to happen to them in a pool when they were a kid. So the, the furthest they go is like sitting on the ledge with their feet in the water. So it affects them a little bit, but not completely. But it's like, you know what I mean? Something dumb like that would have worked better than this. You know, just especially at the end of the movie when it's like, Oh no, the pool possessed him and won't let him go. It what? I'm I'm like surely they didn't just say that <laughs> that kid's like and he's like coughing up pool water and I'm like oh oh no they they're actually doing that they're saying this kid's been possessed by the pool when we get into spoilers even though we've said so much already I've got like more of a history also of this uh, what led to this movie being made uh, recommendations and scores. Yes.
1: Recommendations and score. Uh, Do you want to read Heather's statement about it or do you want me to? You go ahead. You always um, get it exactly right. You always read it word for word and get it exactly
0: right. All right. We're going to start with Heather's. This is what Heather says. This movie really thought it had fucking nailed a serious tone with the premise, but it fell flat. Because they didn't fucking write anything in an interesting enough way to pull it the fuck off. Wyatt Russell, I think, did the best he could with what he was given to do. But that still wasn't that fucking much at all. But uh, Carrie Condon and Emile uh, Hoferl, which I guess is the daughter, were the best things about the film in my opinion. The movie didn't build enough fucking suspense as well as they thought and tried to overcompensate by putting this stupid fucking intense music in moments, but it didn't help at all. She gave this uh, 20 camera shots of underneath a pool out of 100.
1: Uh, Justin, what about you? It's not a recommend for me, dog. Uh, I mean, there were just so many horror movies that came out. And even though I guess this is a 2024 movie. um, So, yeah, maybe I'll just go that way. Instead of talking about all the other movies you could have saw that came out in 2023. Hey, it's 2024. We just got to 2024. Surely there will be some better horror movies that come out that are superior to this. So... You don't need to jump to see this. Let's just wait. Let's just wait for some more stuff that's gonna be ambitious and creative and as Sterling put it earlier, actually try. But there's no reason to waste your money on this. Like I said, it basically is just a basic haunted house go, you know, haunted house ghost story movie except they just pasted it over to a pool. So if you take that basic premise, you could probably sit here and tell me what the plot is. If I just told you that, and I gave you exactly the basic premise of the pool and everything, you could probably regurgitate back to me what happens in this movie, because we've seen it a million times. You've seen these things a million times. You've seen these characters All before in in different things in some way, shape or form. So, yeah, I think it would be a waste of your time to watch this, especially spending money on it and going to a movie theater. Like I would almost be almost say if somebody invites you to it, come up with an excuse like do what Heather did tonight and say you're sick and can't make it. Um, no, I'm kidding. Or Jeez. just slap them in the face. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you could just slap them, you know. But find a way to get out of that. And then when it comes out later on streaming, and they invite you to the house, something again needs to happen to you too to avoid that movie. Just avoid it at all cost. So, with that being said, we're gonna go. I mean, Heather gave it a really high score of twenty. I feel like I need to go lower. So we're gonna go ten. Uh showing up your son at baseball practice and stealing his thunder out of a hundred. Were those possibly
0: the most boring baseball scenes ever filmed? Yes. I just don't even know. I I, I don't know what this movie was trying to do. I don't know what it was trying to say. I just know that this movie technically... exists. And I'm hoping by tomorrow... I'll forget this movie exists. Um... There's a movie coming out on January 31st called The Epidemic. I don't know. It's some zombie film. But it's got one of Justin's favorite wrestlers in it and one Kurt Angle.
1: Okay. Well, hell. Just um, wait for that. Yeah. Just wait on that. Because
0: it's got Eric Roberts and Kurt Angle. I guarantee you they're not taking that movie that seriously. Yeah. (laughs) It is going to be better just for that. Give me just dumb little movie, and I, it, it's at least something. I won't uh, feel bad that I have to admit I've seen. Because yeah, I kind of feel bad that I actually have to admit to anyone that I saw this movie. <laughs> I feel bad that I actually had to stand up in the middle of the movie. And walk over to some people and tell them to quit fucking talking in this movie. I didn't want to. They were just annoying me. It wasn't because I gave a fuck about this movie. No, just the sounds of their little chittering voices annoyed me. And at least being in a movie theater with a movie going on, I'm not the asshole for telling them to stop. And I mean, I didn't tell them. So I was like, hey, can you please keep it down? And they were both just shocked that somebody actually told them to stop talking in a movie. You know, and it's different than, like, one of those movies like where you're talking about a movie. Like, you're talking about the movie. You're exclaiming about things that have just happened. They were literally just having a conversation
1: throughout the movie. That is the worst. Or when somebody answers a phone call and they're just talking, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, huh, huh. Yeah, she said, huh, huh. and yeah. they just laugh it. I mean, just a fool. I hate that man. Of those full conversations, and they don't try to whisper. They're not even trying. They're just talking in their regular voice. Yeah, it's bullshit. See, that's what annoyed me about it. If they were like, "Oh, that's fucking stupid," and
0: they were just like exclaiming about the movie itself, I actually probably wouldn't have cared because they were just saying things I was also thinking. You know, if they're like, oh, that was fucking stupid. I would have been like, yeah, I agree with that person. Yep. (laughs) But they were just talking. And it's one of those people, too, that you can tell from the time the trailers are on that they're going to be doing that. Just the fact that they are talking nonstop throughout the trailers about anything. And then the movie advertisement comes on and they're still just having the conversation. And you just get this weird feeling in your stomach to go they're just going to have a conversation throughout this movie. It's like they went on their first date and they're talking and they went, Oh, let's also go to a movie, which is what you do with a date when you don't want to talk to him or you don't want to feel the need to talk to him. I should say, because it is supposed to be a social, you know, no, no to talk during a movie. Yes. Yes. I mean, they were conversing like we are right now, but about anything, you know what I mean? Like, I I couldn't hear the words exactly, but you could just hear them talking, you know, and I at least appreciate that I, I do look angry enough when I want to that people don't try to argue with me about that stuff, you know. It's just, uh, and they, they did, I'll give them credit. They didn't say a fucking word the rest of the movie. Well, that's cool. But jeez, And I think it's because they, I, I, I guess they thought, because they were in the row behind me. And don't get me wrong. There was not that many people in the theater. There was like, you know, I was sitting in a section. There were some people up there and then they were behind me. And they were like behind me and like three seats over. So they weren't directly behind me. But, and I think that that's what made them think that they were fine. But,
1: yeah, I thought they were far enough away. Yeah. But
0: it's just, but when you're in a movie, especially like if you go to movies all the time and all this other stuff, like that shit just distracts you. You know what I mean? Cause you just hear it. You know what I mean? Like you just hear it constantly. And then, then, like I said, and the way I know that they were having just conversations is just because it never stopped. It was never like it was lining up with things happening in the movie. It was just a constant thing. And then they're just like laughing. But it wasn't even at a scene where the movie thought it did something and then they laughed. Kind of like what we did, you know, when we were talking about the scene earlier or anything. You know, it'd be like the parents are just having a conversation and they just start laughing. You know, like... Yeah. The worst. The worst. And I felt... Do you know how fucking shitty it is that I had to tell people to stop talking during this fucking movie? Like this movie deserved respect? I did it because I have my own version of self-respect. Don't ruin my shitty fucking movie-going experience. That I was having. You still paid for that son of a bitch. Exactly. Like, like if you want to waste your money, that's fine, but don't be rude to the people that also paid money. Exactly. Like that's my whole thing with it. So I, I have a weird new year's resolution in 2024. I'm not going to go completely ridiculous with my scores, but I got to be fair. Uh, So you gave it a 10. Heather gave it a 20. And so y'all's average is a 15. So I'm just going to say that. uh, So if I give it. Yeah. um, I'll give it a one. Uh, A one uh, quarter with a smiley face at the bottom of a demonic well out of a hundred.
1: What even was that shit? Oh God. Spoilers
0: Um, please. (laughs) So wait, hold on. 31 divided by, by three. Oh fuck. It's a 10. That's so fucking high. I meant for it to be lower. My bad. (laughs) A ten. The sinna scores a ten. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> what the fuck was that scene, Justin? When <laughs> they're they're trapped in the lake dimension because for whatever reason there's a lake dimension.
1: Yeah. Wh- what happened? I was like, are we in a pool still? Why is it so vast? It was just. There's a
0: lake dimension, but also. I really loved how the mom was like swimming down to save her son. And she had tied that hose around her leg, you know, or tied the, 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 the hose around the railing and went down. But then when she's like halfway down, she then uses that same tube to get air, but you tied it in a knot. There's, there's no air. There's no, air. you're not sucking air. You tied it in a knot. So even if there's air in the tube, you're going to have a hard time sucking it out because you created a vacuum. Like you, cre- like you create, like you create a pressure. You're not gonna be able to suck anything out. Cause there's no flow, but somehow she's using that shit. Like she's scuba diving. And then she swims down and gets her son and then gets attacked by the, I don't the ghost mirror people of the lake or whatever the fuck that was just all of a sudden there's 97 people that are in that pool dimension just out of nowhere. And they all hate them apparently but it's also and this is something i don't always get when your movie does it's not that i don't get it i understand the concept like those were past victims of the pool and they've then been corrupted by the pool so now they want more victims sometimes i get that logic like i i i get it when it's like Oh, they were killed in such a brutal way or in such a just morbid way or such a, you know, just vicious, you know, lack of respect for life kind of way that it corrupted their spirit too. But this was just like, apparently someone else hated them and used them to pay the price. So they, they want other people to be the the payment except
1: for the little girl. Just the little girls immune to it? Yeah. Why? Rebecca. Why was Rebecca just good still? That didn't make any sense at all. I was like, wait, why can Rebecca be good but dead, but everybody all the other victims are not? It but there's all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. Where but then also these ghosts live
0: in nothing but water, but also they are ghosts. They are not bound to the physical constraints of humanity and life. How the fuck do you outswim water ghosts? They are fucking water ghosts. They are now in their natural ghostly habitat. How the fuck do you outswim them? Also, you can tell the one thing that this director tried with, or he thought he tried with, was that fucking scene when Rebecca's there and she lets go of the coin. And it starts to, to sink or it starts to float up, which means it was actually sinking to like, let them know that they were going the wrong direction. They need to swim down to swim up or whatever. He thought he was fucking telling something with that. He was just being just all kinds of artistic and it was just going to change the meaning of the movie. Fuck. That scene was dumb because also, I don't know. The pool was glowing. That, that, that pool was glowing like a fucking full moon in the middle of, like, the open sky. How the fuck do you not see that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how much turned around you get. You look around for 0. 0.8 seconds, you're going to fucking see that thing. It was massive and glowing. And they needed a ghost to be like, look, the coin's sinking up. That means you got to sink upwards by going down. Just dumb. And they thought they were doing something, too. They did. They, you could tell with what they did with that seat, they thought they were doing something. And it was just another one of those things, Justin. I guess, like you said, with, with, you know, like the antithesis of Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, whatever the fuck that movie was. Yeah, Thanks Killing. Now that's a good movie. Um, <laughs> Killing three specifically, but like you could tell, like they just, they thought like they thought they were doing something, but since all the little things were wrong, the the
1: one big scene you think you filmed for your fucking movie doesn't work either. It doesn't work. It just, you're right. I bet the way the person writing that was proud of themselves, like, oh man, they're going to love this, but no, not quite, sir. Not quite. Yeah. The most
0: iconic scene in your movie is I'm like, man, that was iconically fucking stupid, man. (laughs) That's a big miss. That's right. But also once again, I feel so bad for that little girl that played Rebecca. They wrote her character stupid as shit. They they had her going for midnight toy finds for her brother that was asleep. Like it wasn't they couldn't they didn't even have the audacity to be like my brother can't sleep without his toy and I want to help my brother. Hey, that motherfucker's passed out. Also, it's a toy boat. What the fuck is he gonna do with that in bed? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a toy he's boat. He's asleep. <laughs> and he's asleep. And also, why do you need to go get the toy boat out of the pool? Where the fuck else are you gonna play with the toy boat outside of the pool? The pool is the that toy's natural habitat, and they just went and had her get murdered for that. And then they have her show up at the end of the movie to also be stupid to like look at my quarter sink upwards. You gotta swim downwards to,
1: like, ugh,
0: that poor little girl. she's going to get typecast as dumb little girl
1: all because of this (laughs) shitty fucking movie. And that's not fair to her. I'm sure she's fine. And every mom she has just doesn't give a damn about her and cares more about the brother. Apparently. Which. What, what was that about? Did she not care about the daughter because she was corrupted? They, they didn't make that clear. Like, was was the water as they put it the water the pool was it manipulating the mom to make her think look the your wish to have your son healed has to happen with the daughter so the corruption was you don't give a fuck about your daughter anymore you need to sacrifice her and if it was i mean i'm assuming it was but it didn't come Across that way in the film, really, it just was her saying, whatever you wish, the 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 pool has to get someone. There has to be a sacrifice. But it was better for my son in the end. And, it, you know, you never got the sense that she was corrupted into thinking that. It just. Well. See, weirdly enough, that the, the woman from the beginning
0: of the movie that shows up like two-thirds of the way movie, hers makes the most sense to me. The dad, the, I don't understand that one, other than the fact that they wrote a character to just be the, the cannon fodder. Uh, so if her wish is for the son to be healed, but she's got to sacrifice somebody for that wish, it's going to corrupt her into sacrificing the only thing else which is her daughter because you can't sacrifice the son. If your wish is for him to get healed.
1: Yeah. So by default, the
0: all she's got left is the daughter, you know? So it corrupts her into going, my daughter doesn't matter. I have to heal my son. Even if that's not what she thought, it's just because her wish was for her son to be healed. Mm-hmm. So it causes a weird, like supernatural, like, defaulting process in her head be like, yep, guess Rebecca's dying then.
1: Yep, I guess Rebecca has to die then. And maybe my confusion was, it's like you said, it didn't work that way with the dad. Yes. So that, maybe that's why I had trouble making that connection, you know. Yeah.
0: It, it, it doesn't line up the same. Like, he should have been willing to sacrifice any of his kids. Or his wife. Yeah. Or his wife. Because or, his dream yeah. was just to get back into baseball. Yeah. That was his dream. So anyone should have been sacrificed for him. And they just had it be the son. That doesn't line up when it's a single mom with two kids and your wish is just to heal one kid. it, It tracks as like a default logic, but like that it corrupts you so much that you don't see you're sacrificing your other kid. Like, you know, That makes sense to me. Just the other one is like, I can sacrifice anybody. I'm going to sacrifice my son that sucks at baseball because I can't connect with him because all I care about is baseball. Is that what they were saying? That because he's Mr. Baseball and his son is Mr. Sucks at Baseball? He's got to kill him?
1: (laughs) Maybe, but why are you still corrupted after the wish or whatever like why yeah. does the pool still get to corrupt you that it just seems like a raw deal like why does the pool continue to corrupt yeah especially Even if after, it doesn't
0: if it doesn't solve your like if your wish isn't completed yet why do you why do you have to pay yeah it's to be transactional it's, unless it's like hey as soon as you pay it happens But that's the thing. That's how you know the pool's lying to you. Your wish was to hit a home run in a baseball game again. So that pool needs to heal you enough to where you can get back on a baseball team and all of these things. And you have to be like, hey, World Series tomorrow, dead son. Now I'm playing, you know, like hitting home run type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, because like you've got no way of knowing that if you do that, it's going to heal you enough and that you keep your mental faculties enough and you're actually good enough to keep playing in the MLB and all these other things. There's there's so many other factors with the dad's wish. And also like, it kind of sucks that it wasn't even a devil's bargain. Like it would have been kind of funny, like not funny, but it would have been more interesting if the mom was like, if the mom of Rebecca that cured her son was like, it cured my son. And then he got hit by a bus the next day. <laughs> and so she's like, you know what I mean? So she's all mentally fucked from that. But then you could still have her do the whole thing where she's laughing and pool water comes out everywhere, which was dumb. But you could still yeah. do it, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? You could still show that the pool gave her her wish, but it didn't matter. He died anyway. And from something completely unrelated, because that's life. But that she was still fucked by the pool. Like she still had that corruption of the pool or whatever. You know, if you really wanted to go that route, I just, I think that that would be more interesting that there's a possibility that these pool wishes are also devil's bargains of it, Like you get what you wish for, but also be careful of the other side. Like, yeah. yep. Cured my kid, but then also got hit by a bus. So it didn't even matter.
1: Yeah, and that definitely would have been a lot more fun than this. And if the transaction can happen, if you just sacrifice yourself, why is the pool doing the hard work of trying to get you to sacrifice somebody else when you can? You're already corrupting this person, so just let that person sacrifice themselves and give them a little bit of what they want. Yeah. Yeah, and then you don't even have to give a wish just make it seem like they're going to get what they want long enough for you to corrupt them and then just make them get in the pool. And that's the end of it. I don't understand why this water, this pool was doing so much hard work. Yeah. Like I, it feels like a lot of hard work. Cause I like at the end they thought it was this me and see again, making all the little mistakes. They thought it was this meaningful sacrifice at the end when the dad looks at looks at them and goes, don't look back and sacrifice himself, which that has to be the most stupid, just last words of a hero of a heroic character in a film. Maybe ever, you know, I don't have a list right in front of me, but look at, but going, don't look back. And then dying for your family is a weird flex. I mean, what should he have said, though? Like,
0: time to go into life's deep end. (laughs) At least that's a pool analogy.
1: Yeah, at least it's a pool analogy.
0: Or I'm glad I took swimming lessons at my local YMCA when I was a kid and then just go off and die. So that it's also like, you know, a little nod to the YMCA.
1: Yep. And see, and if it was like trying to have more fun with it or something, you know, if this was a movie that wasn't taking itself so seriously, he could have said something really corny, like the best home run I ever hit was with you guys or something like that. You know, he could have just said some baseball bullshit, you know, but
0: also you could have done that in this movie as like, like a more sentimental note of like him going like to his son and being like. Don't take your eye off the ball. Trust your instincts. Just something like that. Like, it still could have been like a sentimental, actual, meaningful thing before you died. Other than, you know, sounding like fucking peppy from Star Fox 64.
1: Don't look back, Fox. Don't look back. (laughs) Don't look back. Do a barrel roll. Like, so that was just dumb, man. Like, I didn't understand. But like, but for real, though. If, if the dad can just sacrifice himself and end the transaction why wasn't the poor just doing that to everybody like mm-hmm. like if that if that's if that's if it didn't matter who sacrifices and and including the person you have corrupted you're doing the hard work man you're overworking yourself man just let the just kill the corrupt person also- just have them
0: be the sacrifice. Why don't you play the numbers game? Why don't you get all of them corrupted to where they're trying to kill each other? Exactly. Where they all feel like they need to sacrifice one of the other family members to get their wish. It only tried on one of them.
1: Yeah. And then the other ones, it was doing flirting or doing manipulation and they would just be in the pool and the the water could have got him, but for some reason failed. And like I didn't understand what the water was doing. What was with all of the making somebody think their mom was at the pool and the then Marco disappearing? Polo. Yeah, what was the Marco Polo about? And then the pool, and then the, you didn't say Polo. Why? Why is this pool doing this? Like, what but did all that? What was do it doing with?
0: with the mom when she was swimming at
1: night? What, what, yeah, what, what was that? Yeah, what 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 were you? What are you doing? Why are you not trying to corrupt and get somebody down there?
0: You know exactly, like, and then the little boy—it just like was just trying to scare the little boy. That's it. Yeah, it it was literally the pool was just scaring people. But then also, and, the the ghost that scared the little boy was Rebecca. But then she saves yeah. him at the end of the movie. Like she tries to grab him and pull him into a
1: pool filter.
0: But then also, saves
1: his life. Yeah, and so that didn't make any sense either. Because, yeah, you're right. It was Rebecca. And all they did, they were like, let's do something kind of like an It, but this shitty movie. So that whole thing of something in the drain and the voice and I'm coming up and I get, I get pulled in. I mean, you know what that was. Like, it, it just... And yeah, you're right. Like, why did Rebecca do that? But then later was, you know, the smiley face coin and everything, and was helping out. I, so, what was that about?
0: And I guarantee their logic is, oh, it was a different ghost that tried to pull him into the filter. Like, okay, but then why wasn't that ghost trying to do something else? Like, like throughout the movie, you showed that it was like one ghost at a time in the pool. But then when you go to the pool dimensions, when all all of a sudden there's 27,000 fucking ghosts down there all of a sudden. And like, it's just, it's a, it's a mess. Like, yeah. And so that, that ties into directly what the history of this movie, apparently this movie started as a short film. So I guarantee the short film to me was probably somebody playing Marco Polo and there being a ghost. Mm. That was probably the short film. If I had to guess, because that was The Night Swim. Okay. You know, I don't know exactly what the 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 Night Swim was or what the short film was, but to me, that's what that would be. That's the film, like, that's a, if you're doing a short film, because most of the time when you have a short film and then you make a feature length, your short film is also somewhere in your feature length movie. Like, you do a whole scene that is your short length film. And to me, that's what you did. Like, to me, that's what the scene would be that, translates to a short film would be that, or maybe the beginning with Rebecca, maybe, I guess one of those two, but you, it was based on that as a short film. And everybody's like, ah, oh, that was a really kind of creepy, like little short film. Like, do you think you can make a movie out of it? And he's like, yeah, I, I can make a movie out of it. He should have said, nah, that's about the peak that this idea has.
1: Yep. Should have just told them the truth.
0: This this idea is good for about ten minutes, and it's not good for anything else, cause it, cause it, cause it wasn't, you know, and 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 so like and it, it, you really feel that in this movie though, that this was just an like a scene was an idea, and you tried to structure an entire movie based on a scene that happened in the like beginning of your second act. Because that is the closest this movie has to a competent scene. But even then, it betrays itself. Because at that point, once you're kind of freaking out and you're like, where the fuck is this person? I'm saying Marco. And they're like, it's like the whole Marco Polo thing. You just open your fucking eyes. You know what I mean? You just open your eyes. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't do that. Oh, let me peek through squinted eyes. They were doing like, oh, that's why it's blurry. And
1: she doesn't see the ghost. Now you would have just fucking opened your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Shut up. And why is this ghost playing, man? And not trying to get anybody. Like, oh, it's just so annoying. It's just so annoying. Like, it would make more sense
0: if Rebecca's death was an accident. And so she's trapped in the pool, but because she's been a ghost for so long, her spirit's corrupted and trying to kill people too. But also they would slightly make sense as to why she was kind of playing with people because she's also still a child. You could balance some stuff with that. But now you had instead ghost number three was doing, ghost number three was apparently 1920s Marco Polo champion. And he was like, "Ah, oh, somebody's playing Marco Polo in our pool. You know, I's got to be the ghost for that
1: one. <laughs> Man. It just. Oh.
0: And then the end of this movie when they're like, we could just sell the house. And they're like, nah, we got to stop other people from this. Let's bury the pool. Okay, you could still sell the house. Like, you could still sell it, you know? Like, you don't... You can still sell it.
1: Yeah. Just because you bury the pool doesn't mean you can't sell the house. Yeah. Why could you do that?
0: <laughs> but, like, I was slightly confused by the setting of this movie, too, because I could have sworn earlier in the movie, they said something about it being near the Twin Cities, which is Minnesota. I think that is what they said. You're not putting a fucking in-ground pool in fucking Minnesota. That shit would freeze. And also, that means that your fucking... Your ghost can only really get you like three months a year. It's not that scary.
1: Nope. Not at all.
0: And also, like, if, if the other people... The own the house before you was like, oh, they never swam in the pool because a child had drowned from the owner before that. Why was there a tarp on the pool? Like, why was there like a pool cover and still water in the pool? Wouldn't they have just drained the pool and like, like legit shut it down, turned off the pumps, turned off everything? Like, why would you still have a pool yeah. cover covered a bunch of water? That's a fucking biohazard.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, it just, none of that makes sense. And like I said, it really revolves around the fact that they had one scene and they wrote a whole movie based around it. And they're like, I don't know, where's the place people live? And they're like, Minnesota. And they're like, cool, I bet they got pools there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I live in Illinois. We get pretty cold up here. Pretty cold. Next week, like the high of next week is, I think, 18 degrees. There's not a lot of in-ground pools down here, up here, though. I'm not saying there's none. There's not a lot, though, because in-ground pools get, get get cold. They freeze. You get the above grounds. It's a lot easier to, like, take care of because the shit freezes. You know, you want to be able to swap out a liner. It's way easier on an above-ground pool than an in-ground pool you don't got your fucking pool freezing and breaking concrete and all that bullshit. No, unless they're talking about, you know, the other twin cities. Once again, it's a little thing. It's just another little thing. This movie doesn't even fucking get a, give a setting that fucking makes sense. It can't just name California.
1: Nope. Couldn't do it right.
0: Just say, you know, we live in California. Don't even, you don't even have to tell me where, just say California. I accept it.
1: Yep. You could have totally just done that somewhere in California. That's it. Like, oh man, can you believe we found a house for this price
0: in California? Problem solved. Just that line. Don't got to say where, just in California. I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it's sunny. Okay. I mean, there are parts of Minnesota that have permafrost, Jastin. That means technically under the ground is perpetually frozen year round. And that's the same state you're putting a fucking in-ground pool. Come on, get the fuck out of here. And this was during the school year because he was having like school baseball tryouts and shit. oh, yeah, because the girl went to school. They weren't going to school. Yep. So this was going into the winter months in Minnesota. You're telling me in September or October in Minnesota, you you're throwing a pool party? Get the fuck out of here. You ain't doing that shit. There wasn't even any leaves changing at that point. You'd have some leaves changing. You'd have some orange leaves on the ground at that time of year in Minnesota. I had that shit in my front yard here. And we happen we start winter at least a month after a Minnesota does. The little things. They matter. And that's what they matter. That's what kind of sucks sometimes about the little things. You won't always notice them when they happen. You notice the fuck out of them when they're not there though. You know, I took the little things happening in Thanksgiving for granted. Because I'm like, it's just doing what it should do. Should I give it credit for doing what it should do? Apparently, I should.
1: Yes, because then you get something like this and you realize, well, damn, that shit that you think a movie just should do. Nope, they don't always do it. They do not. They don't always get close. Yeah, this just was missing a lot. Like, just, I mean, dare I say it was like, it it was so bad that it was just uncomfortable. Like, you're just sitting there going, are we going to nail anything? Are we going to do anything right? And we don't. We don't. Even the things that sort of had potential, like, like I wasn't completely mad at the whole thing uh, at how it started with the dad, you know, finding out that he was that the pool was healing him and having to keep going back to the pool because it, it seemed like a source of his healing and 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 him almost becoming dependent on it and stuff like that. I just wish that the whole thing behind that wasn't some wishing well shit. I mean, I wish you could have just omitted all that. What if, like, the whole family was somehow improving something because of this pool? And and the idea was to just get eventually get one of them to be so dependent on it Maybe then you could convince them to kill someone. But like it would have been cool if like everybody's life was improving. Like have the boys getting better at baseball. Exactly. And he's and he finds that the more he
0: swims, the better at baseball he is. Yeah. Like have the girl, you know, she's good at sports and all this other stuff, but maybe she feels like the more she swims in that pool, the more confident she has to talk to guys.
1: Yeah. The more
0: confident she has to just be herself or whatever, like you could just tie it into stuff like, you know, those little things, you know, you could have the mom being stressed about money because the dad no longer has a job and they've got medical bills racking up because they were worried about the insurance part earlier in the movie and all this other stuff. And like, just the more she swims, the less she cares about it. Yeah. Because like have her like just being a rock star at her job being like, ah, you're getting like great performance reviews. But then she's also stressing out about it less because her husband's getting better. So maybe, maybe him going back to baseball is not crazy. Yeah. You know, just all of their lives improving. I, that's a great point, Justin. And then it ties into what I said earlier. Then you could have that deal
1: be with all of them. Exactly. Exactly and and then you find out that's the what the pool is trying to do it's trying to improve everybody's life so that they become dependent and i thought maybe that's where we were headed with the dad i thought he was going to become so dependent on this like it almost like a drug like i got to have it i got to have my dips in the pool i got to have this pool because it's it's making my life better but if that was the whole family man You might have had something with this. And they kind of did that with the dad, but they did it way too late.
0: It was too late. Yeah. like They had him trying to leave. And then he got, he got pool sick, you know, where like the possession part of the pool, like started fucking him up. And then he was like, Oh, but I just got to go for a swim. You know, it was after they did the pool sick. You don't even need to get to the pool sick. Have to be like, we need to go now, we need to go now, and he's just like, fuck you. You think I'm leaving this fucking pool? Yeah. You yeah. think I'm leaving going back to baseball? You think I'm leaving getting rid of MS? Like you it, it, like in what universe do you think I'm fucking leaving this? You know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah. And then you could add urgency to the movie because, like, say you don't go to the point where, like, the whole family's corrupt, but, like, say they all leave and they go stay in a hotel. And then the mom wakes up, middle of the night, realizes the son's gone because he went back home to try to save dad and try to convince dad to go. And so then it becomes the race against the clock to go save the son because you're afraid of what's going to happen.
1: That way it makes way more sense. Yeah. Why didn't we do something like that? But this idea of the dad and like you said, why did the dad get corrupted so late? All those interactions with the pool, all this shit that was happening, and this pool waits to strike and corrupt him with that possession. When you've got a pool full of all these yeah. other people that you could have corrupted at the same time, you could have had hell of people in that pool possessed, and you just got him. So it was almost like the whole point was to just get this one sacrifice. But why don't you want as many sacrifices as you can get? Like you could have, Man, that, that, that pool could, I mean, the, the pool could have scored big. You had a pool party. Think about this. Full of
0: people. It corrupts multiple people, right? Like do that whole thing. But beginning of the movie, isn't Rebecca just falling into the pool, getting a toy. That's her going upstairs. Brothers on a breathing thing, whatever. She helps get him out of bed, puts him in a wheelchair. They go outside and she tries to drown him because she's corrupted too. And they end up fighting in the pool. He kills her. He's now no longer sick. Huh? And you could have the mom be okay with it because that was her wish too, was for him to get better. So, you know, she could be, have been corrupted by the pool, but just not take part of that scene. So you find out later that that's what happened, but she was okay with it because she was corrupted, too. And she got her wish and he got his wish.
1: You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. Yeah. And if that pool and if you had that pool party a little earlier where it could have possessed multiple people, all this crazy shit could have started happening around town.
0: Oh, think about and, this. And, and, and about we could have got it some more
1: been. and we could have got some body counts up in Yeah, here. Think about how crazy it would have been if they showed a scene where like
0: some guy like takes his girlfriend to that pool later, like at some point in the movie and just fucking drowns her in there. And then they're like, oh, man, did you hear Billy won the lottery? Because like since it made the bodies disappear. Then he's like, oh, did you hear Billy won the lottery? You know. Uh, he got. Yeah, he got that Corvette, you know, that type of shit like. And yeah. it would have been one of those things that nobody knew what happened. It's just but the audience would have. Yep. Yep. And then later, when they go down to the pool of hers, they could have seen, you know, his girlfriend Stephanie down there. Mm hmm. And we're like, oh man, Stephanie was killed.
1: Yeah. And the mom could have put it all together because While the dad is going through this thing of I've got to be dependent on this, maybe it's the mom who starts to hear all of these things around town about these people dying or these weird things that are happening. And then she realizes, oh, my God, these people were at the pool party. And maybe that's where the suspicion kind of comes from. Like if it's some people that were associated with them, she could have been the one that to start going, wait a minute, why did this start happening? You know, it it may, it wouldn't have been clear at first, but around the third, you know, third person dies now or goes missing or whatever the case may be. Then she's going to be like, these people were all at the pool party, you know? Mm -hmm. And then of course, weird shit is happening with her because the pool is trying to tempt her and all that kind of stuff. You know, it just feels like there was a better movie. If you just had people that had better ideas. <laughs> but. Well, and, and, and all that type of stuff. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong.
0: I'm not an expert on well water. But he's like, oh, this is a well-fed pool. Like, it's fed from a well. It's felt you know, from a naturally occurring spring. And that fills the well. And that's how the pool gets its water. Because it's like, oh, you got the well pump over there. Most often than not, most houses I've been in that use well water, it's not just the pool that's getting its water from the the whole house is. Yeah. So the whole house is getting well water. Therefore, it wouldn't have mattered if it was the pool or not. You'd be getting, you're taking a fucking shower, you're drinking water, you're fucking washing your hands. You're getting fucking corrupted. You know? And also, most of the time, properties, especially neighborhoods, don't have their their own individual well. Like, there's other people that use the same well. So, it should be in multiple houses. You know?
1: It's just, it's little, once again, it's little things. Yep. It's just all these little things, man.
0: And it adds up to one colossal failure.
1: Yes, indeed. And now
0: I'm pissed again because I felt like I tried more recording this episode than they did fucking writing, directing, filming, showing, promoting, anything with this movie.
1: I mean, we did. We did try harder than than they did. It sure as hell feels like it. And then, like we said, if it wasn't so damn serious if it was kind of funny or had some, you know, some funny moments or even some cheesy moments and different things like that, if it just wasn't trying to be so serious and the whole thing about family, you need to, are you going to choose your family or baseball? Well, it didn't seem like that art of a freaking decision because you never went back to baseball. So we could have the tug of war of, is he putting baseball over his family? You know, like they acted like that was in here, but they didn't even really do it. Like,
0: and it's also lazy too. Cause like, of course the kid he wants to sacrifice is the one that sucks in sports.
1: Yeah. On, that's lazy ass shit too. And at least if it was a funny movie, he could have said something like, you know, he could have been like, dad, why me? And he was like, you suck at sports, you know, you know, <laughs> Do you remember that strikeout from your last baseball game? Yeah. You fucking suck, bro. Yeah. You suck, bro. Get in the pool. You know, you you. it would have been more fun if this just was like, you know, if they just lean more into the funny shitty and not just the serious shitty. Serious shitty is just the worst of the worst. It really because is. it's an insult to intelligence. Like, it's like, okay, not only is your movie shitty, but you're all trying to be serious about it. Like, like you're going to grip me with that. And then I feel insulted. At least when the movie is dumb and knows it's dumb, like poo, blood, and honey, or whatever. That shit already knew it was dumb and, and, and full of shit. So, yes, is it bad? Yes. But at least... It's not trying to insult my intelligence. It's not trying to go, we want you to care about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when, but this, this is, is a worse. novelty. Yeah. Watch my novelty. I f- yeah. I feel like this is worse though, right? Like- yes. Hands
0: down worse. Like poo, blood and honey. Like I said, it knew it was just trying to be Dippin' Dots or astronaut ice cream. It knew it was not being what you actually want to eat if you want ice cream. Nobody actually goes, hey, I want ice cream. Let's get Dippin' Dots. Because that shit you get at a theme park or at the mall? When you're just like, oh, yeah, Dippin' Dots exist. I guess I'll get some because it's right there. You know, it's a novelty. It knows it's novelty ice cream. It's fine. This 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 movie was just like hey, it, I guess it it was Dippin' Dots when Dippin' Dots first started when it came out it was and was like we are the future of ice cream, and everybody ate it. Everybody's like oh yeah Dippin' Dots it's fine, but then when Dippin' Dots is like no we're the future of ice cream and then they went or I'm just gonna go get some Blue Bell. Cause you're not. And this was just like, this was like if Dippin' Dots just never gave up being like, no, we are the future of ice cream. And you're like, you're not, you know why I can't get dip Dippin' Dots at Walmart. You need exactly. the future of shit. The future of ice cream. Isn't me going to a little fucking teenager in the mall to get some ice cream. That's not the future of shit. especially a food product like ice cream. Nobody goes, man, you know what I love doing? Going to the mall to get ice cream.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying with that. And like relating it back to this movie, that is exactly what they did. They kept having these scenes in there going, take this seriously, take this seriously, take this seriously. Like when the mom and the daughter are having that scene and she's like, you know, back then I was so scared when I had you. And you know what I realized? We're in this together and we're we're going to get through this together. And like, I'm like, oh, God, you know, like it's just that cliche ass. We, we can make it because we're a family and stuff. But, you know, if this movie was trying to be funny, like it, she she would have said that whole monologue like, oh, you know, we're a family and we're together. We're going to stick together. And the daughter could have been like, I don't know. I don't know about this, though, mom. This is some fucked up shit. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you could have just. Or just done that teenager thing and been like, cool, mom.
0: Can, can I go hang out with Becky now?
1: Yeah. Or just not listening to her or something. You know, you could have just done some way more fun stuff. You know, and, and it was just, but it, like but like you said, it was like the ice cream. Like, it just kept going. You need to take this seriously. This is a serious movie. You need to take what's happening seriously. You need to care about this. And like I said, it just felt insulting. Like, come on, bro. I know this is from Amityville when the guy, when the husband goes mad ape and the, the the and the families in jeopardy. That's Amityville horror. The when Rebecca is like come over here to the to the drain and, and so stick your hand, hand in the drain. Violence.
0: There's like, and you can also tell that it's PG thirteen, because it's like everybody's just getting cut on the hand constantly throughout this movie. Yeah. There's
1: so many hand What was with that? Yeah.
0: But no, you're right, Justin it, it, it's Amityville horror. Oh, that that was just downright that was insulting. When he's just running around the house, going the pole, yeah, <laughs> just and also like, can we stop doing that? The the weird black veins to show that somebody's possessed, or something. Yeah, can we what just is stop that? that. Yeah, it's tiresome. I am so sick of scenes where people have these black corrupted veins and nobody notices them at first. I am so fucking tired of that. It's annoying. I've just seen that too many times in movies where somebody's sitting there and they get black veins all over them, but then the veins fade a little bit, but they still got some veinage and they're just like, I guess they're not corrupt anymore.
1: I don't see the veinage. And you're like, and ugh. And if that shit is supposed to be, like, spiritual possession, why can't you just cough that shit up, like, puke it up like it's in your digestive system or something? Like. Also, that's
0: so anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, just to have somebody cough a lot? Yeah. To show you that it's over?
1: Yeah. Oh, let uh, me uh, cough uh, a lot. Uh, I'm healed now a (laughs) hundred percent. I mean, it's just, you know, (laughs) but again, we've seen it in a billion other movies. So we'll just use it here. Just take the easy way out, whatever the easy way is yet still. But at the same time, we're going to tell the audience to take this seriously, but we're not going to seriously try. Like what the hell are you doing here?
0: And I think you're right with that part of it, Justin. Like, that's like the other insulting part of it is that they're like, they want you to take it seriously, but they don't want to take it seriously. They don't want to, but they want you to.
1: Yeah. And then hiring all these actors and actresses and making them try when they could have just been having fun and, you know, they could have been having fun and having some laughs. And, you know, maybe they did, you know, maybe they did have some laughs. But I'm talking about within the making of this film because it's not a serious film and it's supposed to be funny. They could have had fun filming this and kind of messed around with their performances a little bit and probably had way more fun making this movie. But. You hire them and have them acting all serious and shit. And then this is the plot you give them. Come on, dog. This wasn't right. And you know it wasn't right. I know you're trying to make money, man, but try harder than this. <laughs> you can't be like, I've tried and not try. That's just what, <laughs> you know, You don't don't be like that, man. Don't make those resolutions and then not even start on them. Don't oh, don't 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 just don't just be that person that says you're doing some shit, but like everybody with eyes and interacts with you can just see you ain't doing shit. Don't be that. Don't do that, dog. Don't do that in movie form. This ain't it, bro. This ain't it. It's not who direct, who directed this shit. I don't know. Dumb fuck McGee. <laughs> Bryce McGuire, why were you close? Why was it a Mick? <laughs> why was it a Mick? Because it had to be <laughs> what? what else is food uh, i've just I'm just curious.
0: A bunch of nothing man. yeah, he wrote not, a bunch of not. shit. He wrote a movie called Baghead. Which came out last year too Hmm Never heard of it No Okay Uh, he, he, He wrote a movie called Pig But not the good one Some other fuck of a movie
1: Okay I was about to say There's only one pig I know No not the good one I know it wasn't that I mean,
0: it also says he wrote. He wrote the in 2014. Okay, so the original night swim, the short film, is a woman swims in her pool at night, but something watches her. That's the. That's the premise of the short film. All right. You know, I guess that's, you know, a thing too. Okay. So apparently the scene, the short movie was the mom swimming in the water. Yeah, I I guess. I guess. Because it's just the only cast in the movie is the woman and a cat. So... I guess that's yeah. It's the mom swimming in the water scene. That's the short film.
1: Oh yeah. Why do we why did we kill a cat? Did the cat get the too. wish?
0: As soon as soon as that cat showed up, like when they had that cat walking around the house, I was like, Oh, they have the cat just to kill
1: it. But why are we killing cats though? Did the cat how come the cat didn't get a wish? How what come the wrong? food for the cat get didn't it. get better? How come, uh, you know, Justin, there is no one
0: that wants cat to live more in a movie than me. Also, thank you for reminding me of this. How stupid was that boy to go? Oh, my cat is in the fucking floating toy in the middle of the fucking pool. But also he heard the cat's collar. Motherfucker, you know, the cat doesn't have his collar because you found his collar in the pool. You found it. Why would you hear his collar? You're a dumb child. And it's not your fault. They wrote you dumb. Yep. (laughs) Yep. This movie might hate children more than me because it wrote every child to be stupid. (laughs) Indeed. That a single child (laughs) makes a just accurate decision in this movie whatsoever.
1: None of them. Oh, God. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You got anything fucking else? I'm, I'm fucking tired of this movie. Hell no. Hell no. On that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at ww.simaslayers.com. Uh Cinema Slayers podcast on Facebook at cinema score or at cinema underscore slayers. Cinema. Mm, let's try that one again. Um at cinema underscore slayers on both threads and Instagram. Uh, cinema Slayers pod on TikTok and YouTube. Uh, Give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Really help us out. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family's friends. And most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because dear sweet mothers love not this fucking movie. Amen. We here at the Cinema Slayers Podcast are uh, pro-slut, pro-Sydney, pro-naked. Remember you? Yes, you, but not this movie. But you, listener. Are enough? And justice for Chris. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Cho for our theme song and logos, respectively. And as I always end these TikToks, these YouTube videos, and this podcast, just remember, according to Jastin, Moon Knight is the Best Picture winner.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really mad that there wasn't a cat ghost. Right? Why wasn't the cat in the pool verse? Yeah, why was the cat
0: there? That would actually be kind of funny if you just see an angry cat swimming towards,
1: yeah, just an angry cat just like yeah, I'm a demon now, <laughs> dude why why couldn't the cat have saved him because he was innocent,
0: yeah, ah uh, that see that would have at least been something like the cat just this weird swimming underwater cat saves him, yeah, what was that cat's name too, like Charles or Clancy or whatever. <laughs> It had a dumb remember. name.
1: Um, Lancaster, I don't know. It was like Cedar
0: or something. It was weird. Yeah. It was like, yeah, just a weird fucking name for a cat because it was like an item. Like, said it the name of an item. They were like, where's high chair at? Or something. <laughs> Ugh. This episode surprisingly went way longer than I thought it was.
1: Yeah, I was thinking, man, we'll be lucky to get an hour and a half. And here we are. See, see, uh, Bryce McGuire. This is what happens when you try. You get. You get a solid effort. When you try. Just a little. And a good joke, too. I mean, we
0: were laughing a lot early in this movie. Yeah, they, early in this episode. They tried to make you laugh at points in this in this in that movie, and he did, not a single chuckle to be had.
1: None.
0: Ugh, this movie. All right, I'm out of here.